Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Bully Ball podcast on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero, pinch hitting for Jason Aponte. And as always, on Tuesday, the wonderful Steph Sanchez. What up, Steph? What's going on, Rob? 4-0, baby. That's what's going on. 14 straight <laughs> wins go. in the regular season. It's insane. And I'm wearing my Run CMC shirt today. Uh, shout out U Stadium, where uh, I got this from. And yeah, I got to represent, man. But there's, I'm sure we're going to talk about all the like incredible performances of the week, CMC being one of them. Woo. But it's awesome because in one game, I think there were so many notable performances from the 49ers, and we'll get to all of them. But yeah, it, it's just incredible to be a 49ers fan right now. We're having a lot of fun. This is not normal i keep saying it we are in the good old days this is the this is a golden era of 49ers football right now it's absurd other teams in the league are afraid of the 49ers and they damn well should be that's why we call it brocktober right because it's scary hours (laughs) for the for the rest of the league and brock's looking great i know we'll we'll get to it but like the I had the stat I wanted to talk about first time in franchise history that this team has scored 30 or more points in the first four games of the season. Uh, I mean, that's incredible. And even dating back to last season and how they ended the regular season, I believe there's only one game that Brock Purdy has started and finished that the 49ers did not score 30 points, right? That's such an absurd statistic. 
And uh, the one I keep going back to is that the Niners have done it in seven straight regular season games. That has not been done in the NFL in the last 10 years. The last team to do it were Peyton Manning's Broncos. Think about that. Mahomes never did it. Aaron Rodgers never did it. Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, Tua, whoever, whatever quarterback you want to name, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and his MVP year. None of them did that. This is a team that's going to score 30 points a game. They're going to put up 500 points on the season, which is something that I think has only been done like 30 times in NFL history, something like that. That's the offense we're looking at right now. Yeah, I mean, they're just, they're rolling on on all cylinders. Every single thing is going right for this team right now. And Brock Purdy has been the most efficient quarterback through the first four weeks of the season. And I actually, I was seeing this thing earlier today. I don't know if you guys follow uh, Computer Cowboy Ben B. Baldwin on Twitter, Mm -hmm. but every week, like he puts out the tiers, you know, the NFL tiers and all these different charts, um, you know, of, of all the NFL teams and where they're at. And so in a lot of them, you see the 49ers and Brock Purdy in pretty good position compared to the rest of the NFL right now. And actually he put a chart earlier today, um, offensive series conversion rates compared to uh, teams in the past. This is dating back to 1999. The 49ers right now are number one through, of course, just the four first four weeks of the season, right? So all the other teams, it's the full season that we're looking at. Uh, but the 49ers through four weeks are number one, 82.2 series conversion rate. That's like, I, I wish I could share the screen. Maybe I can send you the, the tweet, um, Rob, so you can put it up. Uh, but the last team that has been that high was the Patriots in 2007, Tom Brady. They had 81.4, right? Uh, and so it's pretty incredible to look at how efficient and how good this offense has been through the first four weeks of the season. I agree. This is like some golden age that I think in some years, like we'll look back on these times and really be in awe um, on what they're doing. So yeah, just enjoy it. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. And I hope the rest of you guys are too. It is phenomenal. It is what we all had been hoping for, right? With so many times with Jimmy Garoppolo, and this is not meant to be a Jimmy Garoppolo slander, but just in that era, We talked about how guys were open. People were missing reads. Kyle was dialing things up, right? Or a pass was inaccurate, whatever the case may be. We all thought this was the kind of offense that they could have, considering the coaching, considering the personnel on the team. And now they're fulfilling that potential. And we were all correct, apparently. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is a great segue into like Brock Purdy, actually, because I I feel like, the reason that we're seeing like a culmination of everything sort of coming together for this offense is in part largely due to Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey, of course, which we'll also talk about today, but like Brock, he's playing some incredible football right now. And I'm not ready to call him an elite quarterback, but he is playing like an elite quarterback through the first four weeks of the season. If that makes any sort of sense, like, um, like Rob, you understand the difference between that, right? Like I'm not putting them in like the top 10 of like quarterbacks, like right. in the NFL right now, as far as like overall sample size. But if I'm just looking at the first four weeks of the season, hell yeah, he's top 10. He might even be top five based on what he's doing in these first four weeks. Um, 
And just on Sunday, he had the fourth highest completion percentage in the league, in league history, 95.2, right, with just the one incompletion. And that was the highest in franchise history since Steve Young. Um, And, you know, we talk about Christian McCaffrey and how he's already, with his short time with the team, breaking some, like, franchise records. Here's Brock Purdy, you know, doing the same thing, right, as as the quarterback of the team. So it's pretty incredible. Um, He's in the top 10 in yards on the season, and that's despite being bottom 10 in passing attempts among quarterbacks who have started multiple games this year. And that's because he's been super efficient with his throws, 9.1 yards per attempt. And that's second in the league right now. He has the best passer rating so far this season, 115.1. His completion percentage, 72.3% is top three behind just Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. And the best thing about it all, I think, is that Kyle Shanahan loves this kid, man. Like all the jokes that we make about, you know, Shanahan loving Kirk Cousins and all this. It's just a joke, right? But at this point, Kirk is like a complete afterthought for Kyle Shanahan. He loves Brock Purdy, and he went for it on fourth down again and dialed up. What a pass for his quarterback because he trusts this guy, and I think they see the game the same way. And so it's not just everything clicking on offense. It's Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan clicking on offense because they're – I think on the same page and earlier this week, I know uh, it it was brought up. I forget where, but um, Brock, Oh, I think it was in the presser last week. Brock was mentioning that him and Kyle kind of look at what the game plan is going to be. And Kyle kind of asks him, okay, like, what are you comfortable with doing? And if I know anything about Brock Purdy, I don't think he said this in the presser, but if I know anything about Brock, he's like, yeah, like I could do that. Like he's probably comfortable with like just about anything you could throw at him, or at least he's going to try. Right. And so I think we're seeing Brock take his game to a new level uh, each and every week. I mean, what did we see just a couple weeks ago with Brock? It was him, you know, overthrowing guys, missing guys deep. And what did we see? You know, last week he had that um, touchdown throw to Debo that was like 30-something air yards, something like that. Um, and then this week he has a couple of the Brandon Ayuk, right, downfield. And those were pretty much on the money. So, yeah, credit Ayuk too on those because those were great catches. Um, but I, I think it's just everything is just working so well through these first four weeks. And they're just scratching the surface, Rob. Like, they're just getting started. Brock Purdy is still learning every single game, and he's getting better every single week. Brennan Ayuk is getting better every single week, too. Christian McCaffrey seems like he's getting better every single week, if that's even possible. And, yeah, it's just everything is coming together at the right time. And and what better time than all of it to come together than right before Cowboys week, man? Oh, it's going to be so great. I keep pointing this out because it blows my mind. Ray Ray McLeod had two catches on Sunday. That's more touches than George Kittle and Debo Samuel. Or I shouldn't say that, actually. It's not more touches. It's more catches. Debo had three carries and Kittle had one catch. So that Kittle had four touches. Ray Ray McLeod had two. And yet it didn't matter in the game. They scored 30 points still. Like, it's just incredible to think about right now. Uh, I want to make another point on Brock, but first, uh, Stefan says, how can I become a member of the show? Shout out to all our YouTube channel members 
We love you. We're so grateful for your support. If you want to become a member of the show, just go to the show on YouTube. Search Gold Standard Network on YouTube. You click it, and there'll be a little join button. All you got to do is hit that join button, and you can become a member. It's less than $3 a month. You get custom emojis, membership badges, priority comment response. I got to drop a couple new emojis in there, Steph. I'm going to make an, a little uh, Christian McCaffrey one of him jumping, hurtling the defender. I got to make a new one of there, so I got to throw a couple in there. Uh, if you want to become a member of Steph's channel, Steph, do you have members yet or no? Not yet, not yet. All right. Well, then you need to like and subscribe to the 49K YouTube channel right now. You have uh, the Brandon Ayuk film breakdown, I believe, up there at the moment, it's right? Not a film breakdown, but it is all the all 22, all three That's angles I mean. of his six catches. Um, so I'm not doing any talking in them. So if you hate my voice, great. That's perfect video <laughs> for you. Uh, but yeah, every week I post all 22 of one player. Uh, so it, this week it was Brandon Ayuk. He had a great day. Did you see that PFF gave Brock a turnover-worthy play for his one incompletion this past week? How is how is that a turnover-worthy play though? Like I, have no I idea. so and and I actually give credit to Brock for the incompletion because he almost got sacked on that one. He was just getting the ball out. He didn't take the sack. You know, you live to see another down. Uh, at least you give your you know guy a chance at the ball, Christian McCaffrey. I didn't see a defender that close to the ball on I, that one. Yeah, I think it's crazy. Uh, Marty also points out if you want to become a YouTube channel member, you got to do it on the actual website. You can't do it on the app. I don't know why. That's really annoying. But you got to go to the actual website. Uh, so please, uh, if you're going to do that, that's how you get that done. The other thing with Brock, too, is as this is something that Vish and I were talking about yesterday, like he's had no offseason. He's been rehabbing yeah. all off season. He comes yeah. back in time for training camp. He's still ramping up. You know, he, he hasn't had a normal off season. And what do we talk about with like Javon Kinlaw and Trey Lance, right? How you, you know, if you're rehabbing injuries in the off season, it really stunts your development. And like, here we are with Brock and it's just like, I've described the 49ers as a football winning machine. And that's what it feels like. Cause he just picked up right where he left off last year. Like that you would never know that he had a career threatening injury. Yeah. Well, like uh, one of the things that Kyle Shanahan mentioned this week is that, you know, Brock has always been good at the things that we're seeing him be good at now. Uh, and so he, you know, he says even last year he was good at these things, but I do feel like despite that, like he is getting better. Like we can see it. He's passing the eye test. Um, any, any sort of test that you, you try to give Brock, he's, he's passing it. Right. So yeah, I mean, it is pretty incredible. I think the biggest thing for me is, like, the the chemistry that he has with Ayuk, right? In a pretty short amount of time, you know, uh, training camp and on is when he really got a chance to start throwing and building that chemistry a little bit more with Ayuk, in particular downfield. I mean, he's thrown to Ayuk uh, at the end of the last season. It's not like Ayuk is new to the team. But, you know, these, these deep throws and things like that, the timing, the anticipation – there's a lot of anticipation throws from Brock. And I think that's another thing that's kind of setting them apart from him last year. He's a little bit better at that. In fact, I, I saw, and this kind of made me sad. I saw that Brock kind of in a way blames himself for the injury he took to his elbow of Hassan Reddick hitting him on the elbow because mm -hmm. he cites that he had Brandon Ayuk coming open and his back was still turned, but he decided to not throw the ball because he was waiting for him to turn. And so in him waiting, 
that's when Hassan Reddick hit his arm. But that's the that's the NFL, right? Like that's football plays and and the game happens in seconds, milliseconds. And so a decision of not making not making that decision in a millisecond, you know, kind of changed that play, that game, you know, et cetera. Uh, but now we're seeing the timing be there for him. We're, we're seeing him get the ball out very quickly. And I don't know if I mentioned the time to throw for, for Brock, but he's, he's up there in, in the time to throw. Um, I think he's like fourth or something like that or third or fourth. Um, if I'm not mistaken, correct me someone if I am wrong. Uh, but yeah, he's getting the ball out quick and he's, he's also throwing the ball further, you know? So he's, that's what I'm saying. He's being very efficient with the football. So yeah, credit to him for working on the little things that, as I've been saying, they're the big things for Brock and this offense. The best thing, everything, all the great things Brock does to me, almost all are from the neck up. And to me, this is the first time in the Shanahan 49ers era that they have had a quarterback where you could say that about like, Brock is a smarter quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. It is clear. Like I can count on one hand, the amount of times where Brock gets fooled by the defense. Jimmy Garoppolo is throwing interceptions over the middle of the damn robber. Like once a game, it's once a game. And this is years into his career. Brock's not doing that. Brock is, he, he just, he's a smarter quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. He's probably the smartest quarterback the 49ers have had. And it's paying off big time for them this year. It is transforming this offense along with Christian McCaffrey and the breakout season of Brandon Ayuk, which by the way, can we talk about that a little bit? Can we talk about what Brandon (laughs) Ayuk is doing? Because he's incredible right now. He's playing at a top five wide receiver level. I keep saying it because it blows my mind. Three games this year. He set his career high twice. Like that's the level that he has ascended to. Yeah, and I think what was impressive to me is that, I mean, a lot of what he was doing on Sunday is things he's been doing. Like, he gets open. Um, he can be any man on the field, I think. That's how highly I think of Ayuk. It's just a matter of, like, okay, is the quarterback going to get the ball to him? And now we're kind of we're seeing that. His average depth of target was 21.3 on Sunday. That's the highest of his career. Um, and that was on six catches, right? So. Yes, it was six catches, but to get 148 yards, you mentioned that's a career high for Ayuk. It was a very efficient day for him as well. And man, they, do they have to check his gloves for some stickum? Because he was he was hanging on to those. He he still has no drops on the season. Um, his targeted air yards this season is eighth highest among pass catchers, all pass catchers, including tight ends, with 15.9. And through week four, he has 12 explosive receptions. That's fifth most in the NFL. Um, and that's on 17 total receptions, mind you. Uh, so, yeah, more than half of his receptions have been explosive. Um, and 93.6 PFF grade, that is first. And as I mentioned, the zero drops. So he's he's definitely up there with the best of them right now. And I'm excited for him because he deserves this. I Like, I think he's been working at this for a long time. He came yes. straight from the doghouse. And, you know, look at him now, right? Uh, so I'm, I'm happy for him and, and proud of him for – doing what he's doing i've always seen the potential i think kyle always saw the potential of him being like this top 10 receiver he always had the attributes to do it it was just a matter of it all coming together and it's really all coming together this season and so 
man, the 49ers are going to have to pay up, pay up after this season if he can keep this up throughout the season, which I do expect he will, especially with how he's like seems to be clicking with uh, Brock Purdy and those two have trust with each other, right? So I, I think he's going to get a bag after this year and he certainly deserves it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ben Richards watching on Twitch. My Twitch page is at Stats on Fire if you want to follow me there. Brandon, Ayuk has been great, but top five, his yards after catch is terrible. 45 yards after catch on 17 catches for less than three yards average. Look at the air yards that he's catching, though. Like, is, if you and is, is Yak the only like thing that we judge 49ers receivers on? Brandon Ayuk is, is a slightly different receiver than, you know, Debo Samuel. Ayuk is more or less more of like a possession receiver. Um, so why why are we just paying attention to Yak? I mean, look at everything else, like, like you're about to say, Rob. Yeah, I just like. Yak is great if you're catching a three-yard pass. You want to have a lot of yak. But if you're catching a ball 18 yards down the field, you're not generally going to have a lot of yak. Like, it, I just feel like we need to – there's context there that I think people need to look at. And Ayuk is kind of like a microcosm for this offense, like I was talking about earlier. We always thought that they could reach this level of production. It's the same thing with Ayuk. Everybody thought he had the talent, but because mm-hmm. of the scheme, because of the quarterback play – we couldn't unlock him before. Well, he is unlocked right now. And it is absolutely fantastic to see that he's incredible. The only thing he hasn't done is score touchdowns, which I think that'll come. But I also think he gets so much attention when they get close to the goal line, because of what he did last year, that they just give it to freaking Christian McCaffrey. And he's a touchdown scoring machine. Yeah. McCaffrey's like automatic in the red zone. So I, I mean, I'm going to take that 10 times out of 10 as well. Uh, but the touchdowns will come for Ayuk because, as I mentioned, he's been so good. Um, one-on-one matchups, he can beat anyone. The red zone is is really where you want to capitalize on things like that. But, yeah, as of right now, we haven't really seen it. Maybe we see it this week. Who knows? Shout-out to Stefano, new YouTube channel member. Appreciate that. I dropped the link if you want to become a YouTube channel member in the chat. So feel free to click there. You'll see the Join button, and uh, you can do that very quickly and we are again we do appreciate it i just like it's so weird to just have nothing but flowers for everybody for every freaking body uh i want to get to this comment and we can ping pong back and forth but this person's been waiting kansas has been waiting how does this offensive line hold up against the cowboys Steph kittle will have his hands full which means he won't be as big of a threat in the passing game niners offensive line looked good last week Cardinals generally were able to get pressure even without blitzing so far this year. They, they had one sack, I think, on the day. 
So the Niners offensive line did a good job, but it's a different beast this week against the Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's reason to be concerned, right? Because I, I kind of figured the game against Arizona was going to be a get right game for the offensive line in particular, the right side of the line. They're, they're really the ones that have been struggling through the f- previous um, three weeks. Uh, but just because they have one good game doesn't necessarily mean they'll have another against the Cowboys. Of course, like we, we really need them to, right? Because the Cowboys defensive line is pretty good. They have this guy named Micah Parsons. I don't know if you heard about him, Rob, but he's pretty good. (laughs) And he's going to give the line trouble and he can line up. He mostly lines up over the left tackle, but you know, they can put him anywhere really. And if they identify a weak side of the line, which would be the right side, they're going to line them up there. So I, I'm a little worried about this matchup, but I do think that, uh, yeah, they'll probably send some help. Kyle Juszczyk, George Kittle. I don't think it bothers me if George Kittle is, you know, going to have his hands full and maybe not as involved in, in the game plan for that reason. Uh, just because I think through these first three weeks, we've seen, other guys like boom when other players have like you know busted I'm, I'm using like a fantasy football terms to describe that but what I mean is like other guys like Debo who wasn't really involved last week um, you know you have Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey who can blow up the week before that it was Debo right when Ayuk was out nice. uh, Debo had a crazy game so it's really like at this point the 49ers are kind of using all of their weapons but not at the same time like they can kind of interchange who has a big game uh against you know anyone and who they want to target the most and involve in the game plan so yeah i am concerned about the offensive line what's going to be key for brock purdy and he's been doing this already so i think it you know he'll continue is his time to throw he's been keeping that pretty low and i would expect that he does the Cowboys defense is a little bit better. Their secondary is better than some of the ones we have faced as well. I know Diggs is no longer out there, so that could help. Um, But I think what we want to avoid is just like those coverage sacks or I guess like coverage pressure. You you can even say um, we might see some of that in this game if, you know, Cowboys do a good job of defending, you know, the back end. But I am worried. One of the things I think, is kind of like a hidden benefit is last week the Niners were preparing to play the Cardinals, right? So they're looking at film of the Cardinals. Well, who did the Cardinals play? They played the Cowboys. Yeah. So it was almost like double preparation, kind of like a weird thing. I know Kyle was asked about it and he said, no, he doesn't do that. But like, you can't help but absorb some of what you see. I'm sure Kyle saw how the Cardinals perforated that Cowboys defense for over 200 rushing yards. I'm sure he saw it. And so I'm hoping that, you know, they can copy some of those things that that Arizona did and that will help them kind of slow down this Cowboys pass rush. Yeah, he absolutely watched that game. And even just watching it on like the broadcast. Yeah, you're going to pick up on some things, especially if you're Kyle Shanahan. Right. So and, and because it was in that mini buy that they had all he could do was watch football on Sunday and it was awesome. Right. So I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm sure he tuned into that game knowing that, those were the team's next two opponents and picked up a few things. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested to see if Brock has a better performance against the Cowboys. Cause he, they were like the one team that kind of slowed him down last year. Yeah. So I'm interested to see that uh, Dan Quinn seems to in general have a pretty good beat on what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. So there's, 
There is so much to watch in this matchup. And I also think there's a little Brandon Ayuk, CeeDee Lamb type of stuff going on. You know, I mean, we talk about that wide receiver class. I think, you know, Justin Jefferson is clearly the best in the class. But at number two, I think a lot of people would have said CeeDee Lamb going into this year, probably everybody. But with what Brandon Ayuk is doing, I might be battling a little bit for that title. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely up there. It, it wouldn't surprise me if Ayuk kind of has that chip on his shoulder, right, of knowing, like, these are the guys I'm constantly being compared to. Yep. I feel like I'm in that echelon. Uh, I feel like I'm better than them. You know, I, it's a great time to prove it, right, when you're on the same field as, you know, one of those guys. So, yeah, it could be a big uh, Brennan Ayuk game. <clears throat> but to your point of, you know, Dan Quinn kind of knowing what Kyle Shanahan uh, likes to do he he absolutely does and I think that's the worry I almost feel like I don't know if you felt the same Rob but through these first four weeks I've kind of felt like the 49ers have been playing this somewhat vanilla offense we, I feel like we haven't seen motion I mean we, we are still seeing a lot of motion but like for example the game against uh the Cardinals I remember Brock saying like yeah we kept things pretty simple um this week and I don't know, I that struck me as interesting because I'm like, huh, maybe maybe Kyle's saving some things for this Cowboys matchup and didn't want to show too much. I mean, it's still pretty early in the season um, and the 49ers have haven't really been in like these extra close games that they would have to, um, you know, dive deep into the playbook. So maybe there's some things that Kyle's holding close to the vest that he's going to put out there this week. I don't know. That, that's interesting. You know, Brock made it a point to say in the press conference Sunday, multiple times he said this, everybody was buttoned up. Everybody was detail oriented. And it almost made me wonder if maybe for the past couple of weeks, there have been people, one person perhaps that wasn't totally buttoned up. Just the fact that he repeated it and maybe he was, you know, I don't know who he's talking about, but that jumped out to me. And look, if that's the case, I mean, literally one freaking incompletion on Sunday. It's just absurd. I've never done that in Madden. Like somebody needs to up (laughs) the difficulty for Brock Purdy. Apparently it's too easy for him. It's just an absolutely wild situation what the 49ers are doing on offense. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. How have we gone 27 minutes and not talked about? <laughs> I know, right? Like, like we're getting ahead I, of ourselves here. Already talking about the Cowboys. And here we are. Christian McCaffrey, lowest hanging fruit there could possibly be. <laughs> I have to take a massive, massive, massive L on this one. Uh, and by the way, if you haven't liked the stream yet, please, please, please go ahead and do that. Uh, like and subscribe to the gold standard youtube channel like and subscribe to steph's youtube channel 49k when they made the trade for mccaffrey and i saw the compensation and i said wait a two a three a four and a five next year for christian mccaffrey a running back i think that's a little too much i had no idea how he was going to completely transform this offense He's the MVP right now. Through a quarter of the season, Christian McCaffrey is the most valuable player in the National Football League. 
He is, yeah. And it, it seems crazy to say because Christian McCaffrey is so good. I feel like we can say these kind of things about him literally every single week. And almost, I don't want to say it gets tiring because it really doesn't. I love Christian McCaffrey. I love having him on the 49ers. And I'm disappointed in you, Rob, that you, you're like ESPN. You gave this trade a C minus, didn't you? I didn't give it a, I thought it was a lot to give up. I wasn't worried about McCaffrey as a player. I was worried about I know, his I know. more than anything Me too. else. I think, I think we all were. I think we all still are uh, hesitant on that. I know a lot of people mentioned the volume that he's getting right now, and it's a reason for worries, is sustainable, fair questions. Um, but you know what Christian McCaffrey is doing right now is the exact reason why you traded for him in the first place. And the volume, if I'm Kyle Shanahan and I'm calling plays, hell, I'm calling them for Christian McCaffrey too. Because if you can guarantee yourself five yards every time he touches the ball, wouldn't you do that? Don't you do things like that? Like when you're in Madden, I know the NFL is not not the same thing. Real life is not the same as Madden. But I'm just saying, like, get in the mind of, like, a play caller. You have a play that's going to guarantee you, and yes, it does guarantee you, Five yards every time Christian McCaffrey pretty much touches the ball. He averaged, I think, 5.6 yards per carry um, on Sunday. If you have that, you're going to use it every single time because if you don't, I mean, that's the advantage to the other team, right? Because you have a weapon uh, who's so good. He's uh, 459 rushing yards. It leads the league right now. Uh, his six touchdowns lead lead the league. Um six rushing touchdowns, and then he has seven total touchdowns, 22 forced missed tackles, 34 first downs so far this season. And I saw something that was interesting. He's now accounted for 99 first downs for the team since he's joined the 49ers. That's impressive. That's Um, the most in the NFL in that span. Yes, yes. I think Josh Jacobs was the previous um, owner of that, but now it's Christian McCaffrey. And so you look at everything he's done for this team in just the short amount of time that he's been here. And man, yeah, I mean, you can't really argue that it was absolutely worth it. And I know, you know, running backs, the value of them is not quite what it used to be, but Christian Christian McCaffrey is up there with the best of them in, you know, maybe league history. Christian McCaffrey had 15 first downs himself on Sunday. 15. Every time you give him the ball, it's like a friggin' first down. He That's has 23 rushing first downs on this take season. Take that every time. It's it's got to be so tempting for Kyle to just say, "All right, we need a first down. Just just take it. Just do it. We'll get a first down." I mean, <laughs> yes. you mentioned the rushing yards. He's got almost a hundred more rushing yards than anybody else in the league. And DeAndre Swift has been killing it for the Eagles. DeAndre Swift is averaging six yards a carry. And Christian McCaffrey, now, to be fair, Christian McCaffrey has a lot more attempts than DeAndre Swift. But yeah. he is producing at a, just the output is unbelievable for the 49ers. And, I mean, put him in bubble wrap during the week. Where I, I get that. We all want him to stay healthy. But, Steph, he's on pace to have the most scrimmage yards in a single season that anybody's ever had. Now he's going to play an extra game, but that would even top the Chris Johnson record from, from years ago when he ran for 2,500 yards that year, whatever it was, not 25, that would be the record. But like, you know, my point he's putting up more yards than anybody's ever put up from scrimmage in a single season right now. It's absurd to watch. 
It's been nearly a year, a full year, since the 49ers have had Christian McCaffrey. He was traded on October 20th of last year. It, it seems like it was later in the season. I don't know why. Um, yeah. But in that span, or since he's been with the team, 20 total touchdowns in 18 games, 13 straight games with a touchdown. That's the franchise record. And it's getting up there with, like, NFL record, right? The the total is pretty high it's it's 17 straight games with a touchdown if he scores a touchdown against the cowboys on sunday he would tie emmett smith for 14 straight games with a touchdown how great would that be against the cowboys to to do that right so he's he's well on his way to making more history and in the short span that he's been with the team i guess like now at this point almost a full season um or yeah it probably has been about 16 18 games at this point um i mean he's he's yeah so there you go yeah so there you go um he he's done incredible things and he's already like passing franchise records and you know taking over jerry rice records like come on you you got to be a gamer to do that and oh no not gamer but like that that sounds like he's just uh he's just a guy who's good at football no he's he's everything for this team he's doing it all and Man, is it is it too early to extend this guy? Like, could he be a Niner for the rest of his life? <laughs> I mean, at this point, I don't see how he isn't. Uh, 18 games since joining the 49ers I have on the screen, if you're listening. 21 touchdowns in 18 games and more than 2,200 all-purpose yards for Christian McCaffrey. And don't forget, he didn't know the system last year. Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Juszczyk and Brock Purdy, too, were, like, telling him what to do in the huddle for some of it. Think of how absurd that is, how good of a just raw football player you have to be for them to be essentially drawing it up in the huddle. Hey, just run here, run through this gap, do that. And you're going out there and dominating at the highest level of football. It's a it's an absurd situation now. And Kyle even said yesterday, McCaffrey's getting better because he knows the system now. He doesn't have that learning curve. He knows what he's supposed to do, and he knows what everybody else is supposed to do, which helps Christian do his job even better. So it's absurd to think that like the best may be yet to come. We were just talking about how smart Brock Purdy is and how that kind of helps elevate his game. Um, I, I feel like Christian McCaffrey is smart too. He's one of the smarter like running backs and he also has a crazy work ethic. So yeah, I do think he's going to continue to get better in this offense and this offense quite honestly fits him like a glove. I mean, he, and what Kyle Shanahan is able to do for him, uh, like in terms of the blocking, but also, uh, you know, putting his best attributes on display and letting him cook that way. I mean, oh, man, I, how is this guy on this team? It's unreal. It, it is unreal. And I'm still saying this. It's been it's been a year almost, and I'm still in disbelief that he's on this team. It just feels way too good to be true. I, I can't believe it. I'll take it. I'll take all. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. No and, points. you know, there's look, we've seen now that the 49ers are willing to make trades in season. The Christian McCaffrey trade, obviously, like they pinpoint a need and they go after it. Emmanuel Sanders was desperately needed when they traded for him in 2019. And he yeah. really helped Debo and Ayuk to this day. They still talk about how Emmanuel Sanders has helped them. And I just can't help but wonder, Steph. $41 million in cap space right now. There are issues at right tackle. And God help us, are there issues in the secondary. Ambry Thomas couldn't play dead in a cowboy movie. 
I'm sorry. He's not it. He is not it. There is a need at corner. Do you think the Niners make a move? Um, yeah, I mean, they they very well could, right? And we're getting to that point where it's like getting close to the trade deadline where you're kind of wondering if they will. I don't know if it'll be corner, though. I, I don't know what it would be. I guess, like, that would be the better question. Is there one position that is so, like, clearly a need and a, a weakness at this point that you can justify – you know, bringing someone in and saying like, this is the guy who's going to start over, you know, X player and he's going to change our season. Um, I don't know. I, I know Ambry Thomas, that experiment does need to end. Uh, I kind of feel like, you know, Steve Wilkes not having as much experience, you know, with this personnel, with this team, right? He, I don't think he really knows how far the Ambry Thomas disappointment goes and it does stretch back <laughs> further than just this year. Like he probably thinks like, yeah, like Ambry Thomas had like a lapse in like preparation for the season last year. And so that's all it was. He's going to be way better this year. And he like, he looked better in, in camp. So like, I feel like that's all Steve Wilkes knows and has seen. So I think he still believes in Ambry Thomas and as, you know, probably proven by him still being out there and rotating with Isaiah Oliver. Um, but it needs to end. I think I think we've seen enough at this point that we know he's just not it. And man, I, I'm okay with Isaiah Oliver at nickel. Maybe it's not as good as we thought it would be when Steve Wilkes called him the best nickel available in free agency. <laughs> But he's not – he hasn't been terrible in these last few games either. You know, who has been terrible is kind of, you know, Ambry Thomas. So, at least that's what I think. When, I, when I'm when i looking at the broadcast, and I, I need to watch all 22 on the defense, but when I'm looking at the broadcast and I'm seeing the team score a touchdown on a 99-yard drive and the touchdown – whoever scores a touchdown is standing next to Ambry Thomas. Like that's suspicious to me. I'm just like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so Ambry I'm... Thomas, he's, he's fine for a backup, but like, I'm, I don't. Okay. Rob, you don't, you don't even want him as a backup, but like, yeah. okay, tell me this. If you're going to trade for a corner, you're trading to start him. Who are you starting him over? Any corner that you. Well, to me, your nickel is a starter. Cause you're in nickel yeah. so often. Yeah. Um, I just like that situation last week, Amory Thomas bites on a double move. What there's 30 seconds left in the half. Amory, like, what are you doing biting on a double? Who cares if they completed short, you're guarding the end zone. And yet he gets whooped. Like no situational awareness. Like even if you can't cover, like you shouldn't get beat on that type of move in that situation it's just incredibly frustrating and it's just frustrating because like how many times do we hear oh first down by this team it's only his second reception all year it's like yeah because normally that guy can't get open but when Ambry Thomas guards him he's friggin' Jerry Rice out there well Michael Wilson um who was the Cardinals rookie who made that touchdown and he had some, he had a pretty good day. He's pretty good. Um, I did like Michael Wilson coming out of the draft, but anyway, um, Ambry Thomas. Yeah. I, I don't like the experiment. It needs to end sure as a backup, but if, if any of these corners do get hurt, the 49ers are in trouble, man, they're, they're in trouble. Um, and you know, what's interesting to me is that like through these first few games, like it kind of seems like the defense 
is maybe not like what it used to be before. Um, and I, currently I attribute that to it, you know, Steve Wilkes. I think he's still getting used to this personnel. I still think they've been good. I don't want to make it seem like they're not good, but I think the offense has just like taken uh, a whole new look, whole another level that it kind of seems like the offense, and I don't want to say carrying, because I know a lot of people are are using the term, the offense is now carrying the defense. I think the defense used to carry the offense at many yes. times uh, last year and prior years. Uh, but I don't think the offense is necessarily carrying the defense. The defense is still playing well. But I, I would just say, like, maybe they're just a little more balanced <laughs> than they used to be. And the defense is not as dominant at it as it was before what do you think rob i think i agree um i think that and look i this is just pure speculation on my part well like when you see robert sala and D'Amico ryan's down on the sideline I, I mean the one word i think that fits both of them is intensity right how many times did we see the reaction shot of the 49ers defensive coordinator after a good play and they were just right Steve Wilkes is a different guy. He has a different personality. He's up in the booth. He likes to be removed from that emotion. He likes to be, take a more kind of cerebral approach and a more objective approach to things. And I feel like that intensity is missed on the field at times by the 49ers. I think there were times where D'Amico and Sala were just like, F it, let's blitz. <laughs> like Steve Wilkes to me just doesn't see, he's more content to play softer coverage. And maybe that's because the Niners have a lead so often. So he feels like he doesn't have to make a play. That could be it too. But it does feel like there is a difference in the defense this year, which is frustrating to say from their perspective, I would imagine because the most points they've given up a game so far this year is 23. So we, we do. Yeah, they're these- not bad. They're not bad. I, and so like, I, that's why I'm like to say that the, the offense is carrying the defense is kind of disrespectful. They're not doing that. Carrying uh, kind of makes it seem like the defense isn't doing anything. And like the offense has to make up for what the defense is not doing. I don't think that's the case. Like the defense still playing well. It's just not at the level that we have been accustomed to seeing the last few years. And that's okay. Like at some point, the defense is not going to be perfect, right? It's not always going to be perfect. I do think that Steve Wilkes will get more comfortable um, with this defense and, and more used to like this personnel and how they do things and everything like that. Um, he's going to stop trotting out Isaiah Oliver out there, you know, <laughs> like he's, he's still like experimenting here and there with, with this defense and, and trying to like add new wrinkles, see what works, see what doesn't. Uh, where, whereas in the past, like, you know, D'Amico didn't really do that. He w- he always was familiar with his personnel. And, you know, that was the benefit of him coming up with the team, being under Robert Sala already. Yep. And, you know, he hit the ground running. Steve Wilkes is a little bit different. So, you know, I think he's still getting used to it, still getting in his groove as a defensive play caller. And I think that's going to come with some time. It, and the defense, in the meantime, is still playing some good football. So, you know, credit to them. This is a, a pretty good test for for the team on Sunday. I know we don't respect the Cowboys all that much. I don't have a ton of respect for Dak Prescott, but I will say this because I was just looking up some some things and prep for the show. Uh, Dak's completion percentage right now is fourth best in the league. He's at 71.3 just behind Brock Purdy. And right now he's getting the ball out super quick, 2.49 time to throw. That's fourth in the NFL He's throwing 6.7 yards per attempt. 
and just one interception so far this season. So that kind of putting him in the Jimmy Garoppolo like offense where they're letting him operate within a small structure and it's working to keep him from disaster. And he's getting the ball out quick, right? So in the past, when the 49ers have played against Dak, um, you know, he's always tried to do too much. And that's kind of how the 49ers defense can just let the game come to them. Because if you just pressure him, he'll he'll just fold uh, eventually. So that's how I feel about Dak. But the way that they're using him right now and kind of, I guess, like limiting his exposure to disaster or his own like disaster. Um, you know, I think they're protecting him from himself. And so I think in that case, it could be somewhat of a challenge for the 49ers because you're going to see them, I think, get these dink and dunk like completions on the team. And so they're going to move the ball like slowly, but they're still going to move it. Um, yeah. And so that might make us a little uncomfortable at first. And it's going to be like, why? why isn't the defensive line getting home We're they're not getting any sacks. Um, but look, I think in this game, I, I don't know what, what you would do, voice? Rob. What was that <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just people whining. Uh, <laughs> I, and so I don't know how you would defend that, but I would, if I'm the 49ers stay with the four defensive linemen uh, to, to get pressure and drop more into coverage, because if there's less guys open, maybe he'll have to hold on to the ball just a little bit more um, and that'll help the rush get home. But I don't, I don't know. Technic Sheik says, I feel like every team has been trying to do the quick game against the 49ers to avoid sacks. That's true. I think at this point yeah. last year, they had something like, or Bosa had like seven sacks at this point last year. He obviously only has one. Javon Hargrave is there. I saw this from Dak and I said this last year. And I, to me, it was proven last year. You could see it. You could see him on the sideline. This 49ers team has become a thing for Dak Prescott in Dak Prescott's head. Like, we can't beat the 49ers. Oh, my God, there's so much pressure. Remember last year going into the game, he was like, we want the 49ers. Like, it's a thing in his head. Did you see this from the post? I think this is yeah. from the post game last week. I'm going to try I'm and throw this them. up on the stream. Uh, somebody asked Dak, like, what was the feeling like in that stadium? Last year, hopefully this works. Last January, against those guys. No, I mean it's obvious. I mean, we're so far past that to be honest with you, but that's obvious. I mean, you just want to piss me off going in this week, and I appreciate that. I do actually, I do. Um, yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Lost drive, you guys. I mean, every every day, uh, every day, every day, time, every day. This man is oh. so serious. I can't take him seriously. I'm sorry. But yeah, I mean, I think it's, it is in his head, like at, at this point, and it's kind of like, you know, remember when, when the Seahawks were dominant over the 49ers and they won all those games, it was kind of like the same thing, like where you feel like you just can't get out of it. You're just like in this hole against this team. And even before the game starts, like you you feel like you're in this hole, you can't get out of, I kind of feel like the Cowboys have that same sort of feeling with the 49ers that they're kind of just in this like quicksand <laughs> and it's in their heads and they're the ones who, you know, what's funny. Like I think Dak or another player um, on the Cowboys said something like this game means more to them, the Cowboys because of how they lost last year. And so I, I think in their minds are like, we're more motivated. Like this will mean more to us. Um, 
that doesn't mean you're gonna win. I mean, you still <laughs> you still gotta go out there and and execute. And look, I, I'm not saying that this isn't gonna be a challenge because I think it will. The Cowboys are a good team. They had a lapse in I don't know what it was. It was a trap game for them, how they've you know fell to the Cardinals. Cardinals are also a pretty good team if you're not careful, right? So, you know, I think they are gonna, you know, give them their give the 49ers their their best shot and you know, may the best team win in, in week five. So we'll see. I think, they, I think they are in Dak's head. I think it's a thing like yeah, you talked about. Are. If the Niners get up by a couple points, especially if Dak has an early turnover, I feel like he's going to be on the sideline like, oh, my God, here we go again. I feel like there's – and then he's going to start to press and he's going to start to force things. And I think, like you said, quicksand is the perfect word. I think it could really snowball on Dak Prescott if the game goes a certain way. And I know that he's getting the ball out of his hands. I have no faith in this Mike McCarthy offense. I'm not a McCarthy fan. I've never been a McCarthy fan. I think McCarthy's part of the reason this team didn't draft Alex Smith in 2005. Because don't forget, McCarthy was on the staff that year with Mike Nolan. And oh, by the way, we end up with Alex Smith. And one of the greatest quarterbacks ever goes to Green Bay. I'm not a McCarthy fan until the Cowboys prove it. I will never believe in them. I think they've earned that. They haven't been to an NFC championship game since 1995. Since I was 10 years old, they haven't been to an NFC championship game, Steph. It's going to be intense. I'm super pumped to be going to Levi's. I think that building is yes, going to we're be. both going to be there. It's going to be insane. We have to meet up, by the way. We need to be yes, in the same absolutely will. state so I can shake your hand because. Hopefully- Hopefully the the service at Levi's holds up because as techie as Santa Clara is, the service at Levi's is not great. The Wi-Fi is not great. Oh boy, fix it, Jed, fix it. But anyway, um, I just want to mention this. Like, I know it's early in the season, but it's never too early to start thinking about playoff seeding implications. And this game yes. is huge in that aspect. 49ers and Eagles, two NFC teams, are the only undefeated teams right now. Cowboys would like to get on even footing with, you know, the 49ers and hope at some point, you know, the Eagles drop one too. So for the Cowboys, it's huge for the 49ers it's huge too, because you've gotten to this hot start and you don't want to lose any of the ground that you've gained on some of these other teams. The Seahawks are three and one right now. You don't want to get on even footing with them. I mean, their first game, they looked terrible, but they've looked good since then. And, you know, I think their defense is improving. So I think it all speaks to the importance of what the 49ers have been able to do so far through these first few games, but you have to keep it up. So this game is huge in, um, you know, eventual like seeding implications later on in the season. A thousand percent. You know, even though it feels like the Niners are the best team in the league by far, like record wise, you know, there's not much separation. So because the wins all count the same, whether you win by one or whether you're whooping teams like the Niners. But you're right, the implications. This win would give San Francisco, if they get it, four wins in the NFC. You'd have two wins in the NFC West. You'd have a win over one of your biggest uh, competitors for the top seed in the NFC. It's massive for the San Francisco. It absolutely is. Just like that Eagles game is going to be later in the year. So, you know, this is weeks and weeks and weeks from now, we'll go back and say, oh, so-and-so has the tiebreaker because of this game on Sunday. And so I think the 49ers are aware of that. I know the Cowboys obviously are going to be pumped up going into this one, but I don't, I think the Niners are going to be just as pumped up. This is going to be a playoff game in October. Yeah, it's going to be incredible atmosphere. I really cannot wait. Um, If you guys are going to the game too, 
Don't get in any fights, man. I'm tired of seeing these nice. damn videos. Um, all right, and just have a great time. I'm gonna be vibing, and it's it's gonna be fun. So much fun. Go Niners, man. I'm excited. Hell yeah, everybody. Uh, Levin <laughs> is gonna do the instant reaction show after the game by himself. I'm a little nervous about that. Not gonna lie, but uh, so he, we will still have an instant reaction show after the game. <laughs> That's why you need to like and subscribe and hit the little notification bell so you know right when we go live. We go live every single day here on the channel, just about. Uh, Steph, I know you go live multiple times a day on your channel. Hit the bell on this 49K YouTube channel as well, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the support. We had, we have tied our biggest month ever for the Gold Standard Podcast last month in September. Most tied for the most downloads we've ever had in a month which is unbelievable look, look, look at us putting uh putting up 49ers numbers <laughs> that's right we're the christian mccaffrey of 49ers podcast baby we're unleashed uh so please thank you for all the support and uh yeah just enjoy this enjoy it and this is going to be so much fun this weekend steph thank you so much for letting me pinch it on your show thank thank jason man <laughs> thanks jason for needing a day off anyway Enjoy it, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.